welcome to the Profiles in Persistence show. I'm Dusty Rollins, founder and owner of Oxford Business Services. We help entrepreneurs and business owners maximize their profit and minimize their taxes. We believe there should be limits to how much the IRS can punish your success. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on this great inspirational daily podcast. Let's go. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Today we have Christopher Antonopoulos with us. He is the owner of MeasuredResultsMarketing.com. Now, if you want to talk to him, you got to find him, Christopher at MeasuredResults.com. How are you doing today, Christopher? Pretty good. Um, it's uh, nice and sunny here in Northern Virginia. It's uh, Spring is around the corner, so I'm, um, I'm excited to be able to get outside a bit finally um, and sort of enjoy, enjoy the springtime. I agree 100%. We've been having a, a nice little up and down wave where I'm located at also. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's satisfying, but at the same time, it's one of those things where you really want it to stick. The heat, not yes. the not the cold, the heat. Yeah, give me 90 degree weather, forget the freezing stuff. I agree. I agree. But let's jump right in. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Christopher, and measured results. Yeah, so I'm, um, I sort of have a, a bit of an interesting story. I think, you know, from, um, you know, for, for me personally, I've done sort of, you know, almost any job you can imagine and under the sun from, you know, construction to sales. I'm sure a number of individuals have sold Cutco knives or, you know, done that as part of their careers. And so I was in finance and banking and, you know, ended up, um, you know, being in the beginning of all this marketing automation technology about 10, 12 years ago. And so, you know, really, you know, Measured Results focuses on setting up those marketing automation platforms like HubSpot, Pardot, Marketo, and then Salesforce and Microsoft Dynamics and making sure that they work to understand where leads are coming from, how you qualify them, and then not wasting salespeople's time with just all those, you know, nasty requests or um, a term I stole from the financial industry is plate lickers. So those are oh. individuals that come to events for the free dinner, but they're really not interested in working with you at all. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. So how do how do you fit like how did you fit into this mold? Like where where did this unearth from? You know, because that's sounds yeah. very particular. You know. Yeah, it's sort of, um, you know, sort of our, the founding was, I worked with, you know, some really large technology companies, sort of an employee of Cisco Systems. And, you know, I just, um, I just happened into it. I think that, that, hap that that's sort of a common story with individuals I speak with that, hey, we want to try, you know, we want to set up this thing called Eloqua and this tool called HubSpot and, you know, we want to connect it to Salesforce and these other tools. And so um, I was just lucky. I was sort of brought into it in the, in the beginning of that space. But I think founding story for the company. So I was with a smaller company. It got acquired by this company, Tanberg. It got acquired by Cisco. 
And yeah, I started, I was like, yeah, I do not want to work for a large corporation. It's time for me to find something that's a bit more challenging or exciting. And, you know, I interviewed for a lot of jobs. I mean, probably 12 to 15 jobs had nine different offers. And I was looking at them and saying, I'm going to be bored in six to eight months. Like, I know it. Like, I just, I know myself. You know, I know that I'm just not going to, you know, these are great positions and I have a good salary. And, you know, at that time, my my son was just born. So he was born in October, sort of middle of October. Um, So I literally had that conversation with my wife and said, hey, you know what? Um, Why don't I try to get some clients sort of doing the stuff that I'm doing at the company you know, I know that we don't want to send him, I know that you don't want him to go to daycare and, and that for a little bit longer. So why don't I stay home for a couple of months? I'll go find, you know, go back to work. I'll go find some contract work in the meantime, and then we'll keep Ian home for a bit. And so um, I did what most people do, which is get on LinkedIn, pick up the phone, call everyone and their mother and say, hey, I'm doing this. Do you need help? I think, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty common story. And so um, I was fortunate that there was a Mike, a former employee of mine, and he was working in a new company and said, yeah, hey, Christopher, they need this. And we, we sort of, I landed just from the bat a year-long retainer with this company. And so... Um, the rest is sort of history from there in terms of, you know, how we got to the Yeti and and to that, to that point. But it was really, I just was not inspired by or passionate about any of those jobs that I'd interviewed for. And I figured if I could make enough money to start from doing projects, then I could figure it out along the way or at minimum buy time until I found something that I liked, but that was sort of the, and now it's, now it's seven years later, but um, that's sort of how, you know, how I got into sort of you know, running MRM and sort of building up the company. Makes sense. So sounds like you had a lot of ebb and flows. And throughout your mm-hmm. journey, I want to know how, how did you stay persistent? Because I know those phone calls, you might have got hung up on a lot. And, uh, you know, just to yeah. keep that tenacity, like, like what, where did you dig deep? Like what, where, where did this come from? Like, what were you doing exactly to help you through? Well, I mean, look, I, I had a new son, right? So, I mean, that is very, you know, when, um, when a child is born and your life changes, it just, um, that is a lot of motivation to, to get things right and, and work. I think, you know, personally, I'm a first generation American as well that I'm particularly proud of. So, my dad came from Greece, you know, through Canada. And so, I don't know, it just, um, it's one of those things where, you know, when you work with companies, it's sort of, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it, it's sort of, you just have to keep on going and know that you're right about something. And so I just, you know, I felt like, you know, there's all these companies, there's all these medium-sized companies that have to have these challenges that the really large ones are having. How do I capture leads? How do I qualify them? How do I figure out who I should call? And so, um, 
you know, I had the validation really quickly with that first client. And then it's, um, yeah, then it's sort of, you know, family and things like vision boards. And so I'll sort of pull this up. I don't know if they ever see video or not. Or so. so, you know, you have your sort of vision board of what you want to do. And so ironically, a lot of these things changed since COVID sort of, you know, traveling, reconnecting with nature, sort of you know, in, inspiring people and, and those pieces. And so it just, um, you sort of, you look at that, you look at family and say, you know, my alternative is I may work for a company that's not a good fit for a salary. And so this is much better than doing that. And that's sort of, I, I think it's as simple as that for me. I wish it was a better, yeah, it, I wish it were a better story, but the, the other part is, um, you know, sort of, you know, persistence and perseverance because, you know, you know, there were probably two or three instances in these seven years where you have a real gut check. Mm. You know, so you know, two years into it, I had three employees that got sick at the same time. So um, one person's brother had a rare blood disease. I had another employee who was um, physically ill and couldn't work. And then I had a third one who was having, um, you know, just some family crisis, family emergency, all at the same time that we had closed three or four new deals. And we're sitting there going, yeah, at that time, it was a team of four or five people. And so you lose that many people in the course of two weeks, and you sort of you know, are re-examining or do I take this business? Do I pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, you know what? We just don't have the capacity to help you right now. And um, yeah, it's, you just, you just sort of look at what you're trying to accomplish and where you want to go next and, you know, decide that you can want to continue to do this. And so we, you know, it's, and the what I learned, my lesson there was, if you call people and tell them what you're going through and how you're going to fix it, people are quite accommodating. Like I thought when I picked up the phone and say, hey, you know what, we've lost a couple of our key people. Here's what's going on at the moment. You know, I expect to get them back in a few weeks. And so can we delay the start of your project? Can we delay the deliverable to the end of the month? It was... Um, yeah, they were really, really understanding. And that sort of, that sort of shocked me. Like, I thought I had to make a decision of, are we going to continue to be in business or not? And, you know, people were good. I think um, you know, we had another sort of, this all seems to be tied to growth. So be really careful where you're on a growth trajectory. Growing too fast is just as dangerous as growing too slowly. Mm. But yeah, we, we had a time where we just, didn't have good systems to track how many hours we were working and how much time was spent with each each client. And you know, we got to a position where we had literally tens of thousands of dollars that were not billed for because we weren't tracking it. And same sort of thing. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, do we deserve to be running a business? Should we, um, you know, is this right? Can we get beyond it? And you'll, Every company will have that challenge. And I think the second year is the hardest. I think of all the years so far, 
the first year you're all excited. You've started a business. The second year, year you have to figure out, am I doing this on my own? Am I hiring people? Am I getting investment dollars? And then, um, then after that, there's still some bumps, but you've usually made that decision that I'm going to go on and it doesn't matter what happens where you've decided, you know, this is not worth it. I better try something else. Mm, I love that because it just, uh, and that you kind of filter straight into my next question for the young entrepreneurs and the people out there, like, you know, uh, to help them grow. And I think you said some detrimental things, you know, communication, you never know what's going to happen when you book a client or whoever you might be working with. You got to throw it out there and see what happens. Just don't assume. So yeah, I'm asking. And I think the other thing is like the elephant in the room. And so here's the other, here's the other thing that I learned some hard lessons with is that, um, you know, you, if something is not going right or broken or you're not delivering the way you expect to or whatever have you, just come out and say it. Hey, I'm really sorry. This is what happened. Here's how I'm going to fix it. And it's never going to happen again. Right. If you sort of avoid it or try to get around it or, you know, you're assuming someone's not going to notice. I mean, in, in any type of business that doesn't happen. And the more you can be upfront about those pieces in terms of you know, who you are, what you need, what you want to go do going forward, the better off you'll be because, you will be shocked how understanding and how helpful people will be to you if you're just honest and upfront and tell them this happened or this didn't happen. And I can tell you, um, you I'm humbled probably once or twice a month with, you you think you've got everything figured out and then, then you get a phone call or something doesn't work the way you expect it to. And you're like, okay, um, you know, don't ever take for granted that things are working the way they're supposed to, or, you know, things will just continue on this path. So yeah, it's a, I think it's that, I mean, just, just communicate. And if things are not going right, communicate, if things are going well, and, um, and then be honest with the people around you is the other thing. I mean, it's your, your family, your friends, your clients, and, um, if things are not going okay, you don't have to put on a smile every day and say, yeah, things are great. I just closed the client and things are going well. And, you know, I think it, within one year, this is what everything's going to look like. It, it's good to be optimistic, but it is okay to say, I'm having a rough week or, you know, this is really tough. And because um, again, if you don't say that or ask for help, you're never, ever going to get it. And you put yourself in a, a worse position. Anyway, I'm probably talking about this too much, but it's sort of a, it's sort of a bit of the parts that I, you know, in podcasts that I listen to or ones I participate in, it's sort of this sort of subject matter doesn't come up very often. No. And I'm glad that you're touching on it and you're making sure that our listeners are understanding that. I mean, in a synopsis, transparency, it is key. Transparency is key, ladies and gentlemen. And just hearing from your story, it sounds like a lot of your humility and just making it through is because you were strong enough and brave enough to be transparent with yourself and with others. 
And that is huge, huge, huge. You won't make it. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you do, what challenges you've gone through. I mean, it's just, you, you will, you might make it to a certain level or you always hear sort of fake it till you make it and pretend and whatever else, but that will only get you to a certain point. After that, it'll, it will come apart in one way or another and, you know, manifest itself with you know, bad reputation with family, not spending enough time with someone, whatever it might be, um, gaining weight, pulling, you know, getting bad habits, like you know, all of that stuff will, will sort of, will happen. And um, if you don't sort of start on the right path or you know, if you're listening to this and say, oh my gosh, you know, I've, I've had this situation and I didn't handle it this way. You know, go pick up the phone, go send up and e- send an email and make it right. Cause the sooner you do it, the sooner things will sort of become better. I understand. And I, I love that you touched on that and I'm very appreciative, but I have to ask you this. Yeah. What's something new? Let us in. Is there anything we should expect from measured results marketing or, you know, any new products you yeah. got have anything that's, you know, popping off really soon or. Yeah, we're doing some, we're doing some really fun stuff. So a lot of companies have invested in all these tools to, you know, send out emails, nurture contacts, um, you know, use social media channels, Instagram, Twitter to get in front of people. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but building a lot of that stuff is just really manual and time consuming, sort of building a workflow, building an email. So yeah, we're working on, um, we, we built a number of tools where you can use um, artificial intelligence. It sounds creepy when you say it that way. And um, to create content for webinars, create all the emails, create all the posts that you need, and then just populate it in your system. So you're just reviewing it. You're not right drafting the 20 emails and the 40 posts and all of that. And then, you know, doing a lot of the backend technical stuff that, that people hate. And so, yeah, we, um, I think what's coming up for us in, you know, in the next three months is we're going to release a set of tools that let you automate those systems that are made to automate your process. Like, I need to send five emails to this group of people, and this is what I want to say. We'll literally be able to build the container or that process where you'll just need to fill in the content for it rather than knowing how to set up campaigns and segment lists and do all those pieces. So yeah, we're setting out to automate automation. Like you buy all these tools that are supposed to make your life easier. And honestly, they don't. And you spent all this time trying to figure out how they work and how to get them to work. And so, you know, our, our sort of mission now is to turn from let's help with sales and marketing automation and setting up the systems to, how can we automate that so you can put your creative ideas in them without having to spend your entire time building an email template and assigning a list and you know, you know all of that nonsense? Or the, the better way to say it is you know, when someone's trying to sell you something, they say all the great things. It can do this, this, this. And so our goal is to help you use what you bought the way the salesperson sold it to you, not the way you're actually using it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's sort of what we see. But that—that's what we're up to. Is 
how would how do you just make it easier to automate process and tools because it's too much of a pain you know, with COVID, you know, you've had probably had to make some hard decisions about who's working at the company and what your budget is for marketing and activities. And so you know, how can you use this technology to finally make it easier? All right. Well, Christopher, it was a pleasure to have you today. If you need to find Christopher, you want to just talk to him, you can contact him, Christopher at measuredresults.com. Check out his company at www.measuredresultsmarketing.com. Thank you for coming today, Christopher. Thanks. Appreciate this interview and getting to talk about things that you know, normally sort of go below the surface or you know, go unsaid. Dusty Rollins here. Thank you so much for listening to Profiles in Persistence. If you're a successful business owner or entrepreneur, who would like to be on this program, please visit thetaxcure.com slash podcast slash apply. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag profiles in persistence. I love seeing your posts and your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes and go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, www.thetaxcure.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.